Hello, everyone listening to us today. This is our second season of Holy Name Sisters, Women on a Mission. And we are very excited to welcome today both Sister Kathleen Griffin, who is our co-host for season two, and Sister Carol Reese and Sister Carol Ann Kemp, who live in Silver Spring, Maryland, and who have been working on anti-trafficking for many, many years. But before we have them say a few words, let's say our prayer, which is the beatification of Mother Rose de Rocher. Obtain for us the audacity of faith, the simplicity of hope, power of love, that we may actualize the words of Jesus. I have come to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. Amen. 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 Thank you, Kathleen. So Kathleen, tell us a little bit about yourself before we introduce uh, Carol and Carol Ann. Well, like Carol and Carol Ann, I live here in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is on the East Coast, right outside our nation's capital. And uh, the three of us go back a long ways as uh, friends and sisters of the Holy Names. So we'll, we'll get on with it because these ladies have a lot of wonderful information and vision and passion to share with us. So thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Carol. And thank you, Carol Ann. All right. And thank you, too. So I guess, Carol, we're going to start asking the questions. And uh, Kathleen is going to ask the first few questions. Yeah, and then we yeah. can just have a conversation here. Well, we find in our podcast two levels of engaging. The one is the passion, spirit-filled, Holy Spirit level of what sparked the interest and passion for this work. And the second is the equally maybe important part of how it all works together. Who's involved? How do you work it out? How do you feel about what you're doing? So I'd like to start with Carol Annie and Carol. What connected you to or called you to the passion you have for this work and these women and children and men uh, doing uh, human trafficking, especially here in the nation's capital and uh, where it's so predominant. We invite your reflection. Uh, I think that the involvement of the congregation of the Sisters of the Holy Names is, is truly what gave us uh, not only the passion, but also a way into a very uh, complex situation of ancient sinfulness and global practice of buying and selling human beings. The congregation, uh, while our headquarters is in Quebec, it was one of the sisters from the state of Washington on the general council in the year 2000, 2001, who called us in the Washington DC area to inform us that there was to be a three-day workshop on human trafficking. Well, this was Peggy Kennedy from the state of Washington. It just so happened that it was at a time when a number of us could go and the bishops committee and the association of the Catholic women nationwide sponsored this and really paid for us to go. And a good number of us went. 
for three days and learn very, very much about what really happens in human trafficking. The Bishop's Committee had started a special three-year program headed by Sister Mary Ellen Doherty of SSND, who really focused the bishops and all of our attention on, on the existence of human trafficking. So thanks to our own congregation and to the, uh, the bishops and this American Association of Catholic Women, we, many of it, there may have been a hundred people at this. So this was all following the uh, invitation of the major superiors of women's congregations and which came uh, to the conclusion that in the, in the new millennia, in the new millennium, we as women and faith-filled women, not just women religious, but particularly the women's congregations need to step up and step out and make a change somehow, make a change. So following that, the, the bishops came with this Association of Catholic Women prepared and delivered a really wonderful three days of information uh, beginning with, you know, the heart throbbing stories. So in a, in a way, Kathleen and everyone, that's how we really got started. So in response, Carol and I lived together at a, in another house and we invited anyone who was interested just to get together in our living room. And that was probably a month or so after the, the Baltimore conference. We were overwhelmed by the number of Holy Name members and uh, who came and realized if we were going to continue, we needed to find a bigger space to meet. And that, that's really how we got started. And the bigger space, uh, St. Camilla's Church and their meeting rooms, uh, which is also in Silver Spring, Maryland, a uh, Franciscan parish. And they've hosted us for 19 or 20 years and really have welcomed people. I, I want to add too that uh, Carol Ann very smartly said to the group that assembled in our living room, how about the next time we meet, each of us bring one more person. So we immediately doubled our group, which was wonderful. And we have been going on for all of these years, more than 20 years. I think also we wanna highlight the fact that our congregation and our provinces have all committed themselves to having some effort to end this, this crime. It's really a crime. And the Justice Network, which is a congregational network, has been going on as equally with the guidance of our corporate stand. So you might say, who are we? We're MACMs. Now, MACMs means Mid-Atlantic Coalition Against Modern Slavery. And our purpose is really threefold. Our purpose is prayer, education, both of ourselves and of others, and advocacy, advocacy on all levels, whether it's federal, state, county, archbishops, or archbishops as well. 
So you see, our role is not to do direct service, but rather the behind the scenes work. And we are blessed with a lot of lay women who have joined us and religious of other communities as well. A tremendous support from the women religious who many of whom have one or two headquarters, houses in this area, probably begun because of Catholic University being here, that many communities of sisters sent their younger sisters to study. So we have a wealth of opportunities and the uh, women who have sent members and have really rallied around this topic I'll just name a couple of the congregations, if I may. The Carmelitas, uh, the Carmelitas de Caridad of de Vedruna in Spain. So the Carmelite, the Spanish Carmelites, who had one house here, a shelter for homeless women, and a ministry to people who work on the Atlantic coast, picking crabs. But mm. you, so these women are like fire. They're like torches, but they have been so faithful, as well as the school sisters of Notre Dame, as we express, the sisters of Notre Dame de Namur had very active participants and <clears throat> at the moment have just one, but it's a shame people, when they get older, sometimes they have to go away. So we don't like that. We like it when everyone hangs in here with us because what we learn together is fabulous. Are there other communities? Yeah, Barbara's, Barbara Bartlett's. Community. Oh, right, right, right. Just um, Ch uh, Holy Child Sisters, the Holy Child Sisters and, and more. I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. And but, we will have a list of websites that people can use. And you'll notice that many of them are from religious communities or faith communities of some sort. So that's really a big help. And so much material is available on those websites. I think this is the first podcast we've done in which the focus has been on advocacy rather mm -hmm. than founding an institution or direct service. And we've had intercommunity podcasts before, but I, I'm thrilled that you are explaining the whole purpose of Mackham's and how it's collaborating with so many religious communities and women and men everywhere. So thank you for that. I think that the collaboration among those of you who stand on the corner in Silver Spring and with your placards every Saturday or a couple of Saturdays a month, rain or shine. Uh, showing those messages to the passersby, I think it is just so effective. And I think that people who see that are just so taken because it's reaching to those who are marginalized and suffering. So I think that aspect of your work also makes a big impact in the community. We did that in Seattle the first Sunday of the month down at Westlake Square, downtown Seattle, until covid so I miss going down and holding up the placards and having people honk and wave and give us candy. So it was, there were a few negative, but not very many. So, so what other groups are involved? And tell us some experiences you've had that thrilled you or challenged you or scared you or gave you joy. 
Just a few let, stories. Let me say this one thing, that our Macklin's coalition is probably about 20 people, but 10 of us are very active and we're, you can almost always see those 10 people. And we have become an interfaith group because we have a Jewish woman and she's wonderful. She really is. So it's, it's great to, you know, expand the tent, right? Open the tent up a little bit. Advocacy, let me just say a couple things about that. We have um, joined some other religious groups, the, the sisters, uh, the Good Shepherds. And they have a conference every year and they help us to go into Congress and we go to our representatives or our senators. So in small groups, wherever you're from, you go and you talk to those people. And it's a wonderful training for us, as well as a wonderful opportunity to spread the word and get that kind of support. We also go to parishes and give them some education. We go to uh, senior citizens centers. Frankie and I have done that one. And so there are various ways in which we do advocacy as well as education. Uh, I understand that trafficking is growing despite all the work and advocacy that you're doing. And, right. you know, what gives you the fire and the determination, you know, that your core group particularly to hang in there and not give up besides the power of grace other than. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The presence of our own women of the, the Holy Names community who have positions of leadership in our local parishes. We, we have been welcomed into the local parishes by a number of our own members who are pastoral associates, directors of religious education. Kathleen is one of those oh. women. And Kathleen you invited us exactly. to Annunciation. And we had a huge, huge turnout. And that was yeah. in a very affluent area of Washington, DC. Right. And the but again, I mean, everyone felt what in a way it's, it's such a difficult. Well, we all know now that human trafficking is more lucrative than drug, the drug trade. It has surpassed drugs in terms of the black market and the uh, evil and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we're really fighting a, like a cancer, a monster. So how do you find or who supports besides the religious communities, who supports all of you in this passionate day in, day out, unrelenting work that you do to eradicate human trafficking? Where would you say is your greatest support? Other people. In other words, the networking that we're able to do and gather together and talk about it, support one another, laugh and cry. I think that, and the commitment to respect people rather than dehumanize them. And I think, you know, our own social justice teaching just flows right into this. And as you said, Kathleen, certainly the divine, no question about it. You know, we are all volunteers. You had asked right. what, what makes it happen. And when you get good volunteers, it happens. I want to share you one of the more recent experiences I've had. I got a, a friend in Michi Michigan and she called me and said, 
I know that you work with the anti-trafficking program and can you help somebody up in New York? So here is Silver Spring talking to Michigan, needing somebody in New York. So I sent some messages to various religious communities in New York to see whether or not they had any options. And I also called Janet Walton, one of our own sisters, and said, do you know anything about this situation or some help? that could be given because the woman in Michigan has a friend in New York who was approached by a woman who was being trafficked and she wanted to get out of it. So we were all looking for some way to help her get out. So through all of this effort, a real network that was just created on the phone and this woman is now getting help. So oh, it's wow. just a wonderful, you know, if only one woman is helped That's by right. our work, it's That's right. That is right. Wow. A second experience gonna... we can share with you is a young woman came from California to Silver Spring looking for a place to, to live and get away from, actually, from her uncle. Because mm. it turns out that he invited her from Central America stayed with her for a while. She realized what he was up to. He wanted to use her for sex trafficking and she wanted to get out. So she came up here. We got a call from Catholic Charities, I believe. And they said, can you help? So one of our <coughs> Spanish speaking members took her aside, took her to the police, helped her out, recognized what was needed and she got help. So it's by word of mouth. Right. We don't advertise. We don't need to. Mm, Any that's amazing. You want to share? I, I want to share this experience about horses. The students at Gonzaga High School go on summer service trips. One of the places we go is to a, a totally recycling center where everything, everything is recycled. And our students, you know, do a lot of painting and working, et cetera. This, and it's a 45 acre uh, place. So we're in the woods, we're felling trees, not me. We <laughs> are making pathways through the woods. So one day, young men, they were off doing something heavy work. And I was, I said, okay, I'm gonna paint the fence. So I'm painting a fence at a small round uh, corral, I think you'd call it, cause the center has three or four Norwegian horses. While they're full grown, they're the size of what most North Americans would say are almost ponies. So they're a smaller horse. And I'm overhearing a conversation between two women clearing out the barn and they were talking about a group who had come for two weeks from Baltimore for healing work with the horses that the equine therapy for those who are victims of trauma and for those who are suffering from that trauma clearly it, it may be a new wrinkle but so I hear the woman saying, and the young woman who was 
rescued from a desert outside of Las Vegas when she arrived at this place of healing called the Samaritan Women. It's in Baltimore. When she arrived there, she had bangs down to her cheekbones. She wouldn't even look at people and no one could see her eyes. Having been um, up at this center for three or four days, the same pony, they come out of the barns, the same one went to her every day. Oh. The same, and they'd have apples maybe, or just pet them and talk to them. By the end of two weeks, she had a haircut and she was telling her story to the rest of the participants. So I say that you just don't know where you're going to hear about this. The stories, that is amazing. I think we want to ask you just one last, I would, I would say, how do you keep from being discouraged? Because it's such a massive, huge, global issue. Exactly. Well, certainly we do get discouraged, but we don't let it keep us down. What Amazing. else can I say? I mean, uh, it's yeah. the power of God and the power of each other. And, and uh, faith, these faith communities of whatever, of whatever faith yeah. are coming together in ways that I, I didn't know about, but the ones who respond to our activities of praying and witnessing on the corner, really wonderful connections. I thank you so much, Carol and Carol Ann. I think I mean, you have enlightened me and you will have enlightened all our listeners of ways they can help to reduce and eliminate human trafficking and modern day slavery. And I, I was so touched by your passion and your commitment. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us. Listen, I'd like to say uh, to all of those of us listening, you know, the, the the gospel quote from Mother Marie Rose, I have come to cast fire on the earth and would that it was already kindled. This is certainly uh, emanating from the work and the passion and the commitment and the hope that you express in your work for human trafficking and to eradicate this evil and to be there for the peoples who are affected by it and have been for hundreds and thousands of years. So we can never give up the fight and for all of us listening, thank you. And um, perhaps some of us will be inspired to find a group like you working against this and join in and bring our forces to bear to eliminate this from all aspects of our society. Thank you very much. So thank we are Holy Name Sisters, Women on a Mission. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.